Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersections of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers to thrive on camera and in life, and to make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the word alignment, one of my favorite words. Broadly, alignment means the proper positioning or adjustment of parts to fit together. In life, this means our thoughts, life choices, daily activities that honor our core values. Often, when we feel unhappy in a job or situation, it may be because we're out of alignment with our values, whether we realize it or not. Here to discuss is Tamika White, who is a truly multi-talented, multi-hyphenate. Tamiko is a fashion and media entrepreneur, the founder of White Noise Consulting, a creative brand consultancy. She's also a writer, producer, model, actress, television host, adjunct professor at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. I can't say it all. And the author of Careers in the Fashion Industry. Welcome to the podcast, Tamiko. Hi, thank you for having me. I love you. So I'm so excited to be here. I love you right back. First of all, why did you choose the word alignment? Because alignment is a real place. Oh, go on. Alignment is a real place. And when, and I think we experience that all throughout life. But when you are aware of alignment and then subsequently aware when you're not aligned, you have more of an appreciation for it. So that's why I chose the place, the word alignment, because not only is it a real place, it's safe. It's comfortable, it's uncomfortable, it's rewarding, it's fulfilling. It's all the things that we're constantly searching for even when we don't know we're searching for it, right? It's our purpose. So that's why I chose alignment. It's my jam right now, alignment is my thing. Well, it took me a long time to learn the word and to understand the value and power of alignment. Same. And, And now I think about it a lot, in fact, I do my own sort of annual check-in, like a self, an alignment self-audit every year. Same, same. Oh, well, awesome. Start, start splaying in there, Tamiko. Well, I actually do it daily. I do it because I own, I have to, Mm -hmm. because, uh, and I think everyone has this place in life. I think everyone is just on their own journey. And I think that time is, is, is our own in that sense, meaning your journey is yours. So some people get to this place really early. Some people experience it and don't know what it is and can't define it, but they just know, oh, I feel good in that place. I use people like uh, 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 like a, like Beyonce. I think that she very early on knew what her destiny was, no pun intended. I think that there was no coincidence that she named her group, they, they named their group Destiny's Child. I think she aligned very early and understood that. I think that it takes people a lifetime sometimes, but that that place is your true purpose, and it's a feeling. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's the seat of your soul. And so, and I do it daily because now, to your p- previous point, I have such an appreciation for it and honor for it. I don't even want to be against it, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I've always had a very rebel personality, extremely ambitious, but also. Uh, rebellious I had a rebellious spirit so um and that helped me but also hindered me in certain ways but as most things do now that I understand it I have such an appreciation for it I honor it I give it its space as opposed to like well this is what I want and it's like oh but I'm out of alignment 
So I might have to sit with patience, which I don't like uh, often, or I might have to just sit in discomfort of growth or just whatever it is. But I would, I, I choose alignment versus choosing what I think I want in that moment or what feels good in that moment. And not always, I'm not perfect by far, right? That's the work, but I'm just saying that's my thing, right? To be, to continually stay spiritually aligned and, and, and that's, you know, aligned with my, with my true destiny. And so that's why I say alignment is a real place. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting to me because it intersects a bit with one of my favorite isms. And one of my platforms is the shoulds. Because we talked mm-hmm. about wanting something, but it feeling out of alignment. And to me, a lot of the shoulds are when we are in a place where it's about I should, not I really want. And the sh- and the shoulds tend to be out of alignment with who we are. They're socially, you know, projected onto us. All the things that we should do and that hold us back. And it takes a long time to get to that place where you have the courage to be in alignment, right? Yes. So, um, yeah. So as I, as you said that, I was like, wow. So I was curious about like, if you had any specific examples and then also deeper, it's like, when did you come to this? Because it does, it often takes many of us a lot of work to, you know, learn the tools and the language and then understand how it feels. And then once mm-hmm. we're there, what do we need mm-hmm. to do to stay there and honor mm. it? So I believe that I am still, I believe that I'm always in process. So until there's no more breath in my body, I'm always learning and in this process. But I think that I've started to have more, um, and I think it's endless. Mm-hmm. I think it's infinite. So you never really just get it, right? It's not like a math equation where you're like, oh, four divided by two is two. That's the answer. I wish it was that linear, right? It's constantly evolving because I think as infinite beings, the deeper you go, the deeper you get to go, right? Ooh, so yeah. I think it keeps going. So I think where I am now um, was a place that I was always meant to be. And I've been on this journey a very, very long time. You know, I've been on this journey getting to the appreciation and the understanding of alignment and also how to get there when my world gets crazy or when I'm out of alignment, whatever that means, how do I get back to it? I'm learning how I'm learning like those tools. It's been a long time. And funny, you should ask me that. That's alignment because I was just thinking about this. I was going through journals that I had I was going through notes in my Bible. I was going through journals that I had, was looking at some of the dates. Some of them were 1998, 2003, where I had glimpses of, oh, I feel this way. Mm. And then look, and then, but then I was able to also in my mind, recall what was happening in my life that was taking me out of alignment. And I was like, oh, I couldn't even give the glimpse of alignment that much attention because I was in survival mode. I was healing from trauma. I was out of alignment, right? And so um, when that was the dominant space that dominated and the dominant energy that w- through experiences that was happening in my life, much of w- was a result of situations I was putting myself in, you know? But when that was dominant, I couldn't allow, a, you know, the fullness of what being aligned meant, like with that what that place of peace meant. Always had glimpses though. And that's the beauty and the grace of God because he never leaves you. So I, there was always this glimpse. It's like, there's still, it's like the sun is out even when it's cloudy, right? Like that thing. But, um, and that's why he's so amazing and so wonderful. That's why, the, that's the joy and the awe to me of it. It's like, oh, the sun was always out. It's just where I was. It was just cloudy in Brooklyn, but it might not have, 
been cloudy in Manhattan. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, my perfect sense. But I was gonna say something is really beautiful that you just said about that. There's it's, you know, the sun's always shining when it's cloudy because survival mode and certainly healing from trauma is that's a journey that helps get us to alignment. Do you know, that's mm -hmm. like, that's the difficult and, and challenging and hard and painful and scary mm -hmm. though it may be. That's a, actually a really beautiful thing. Cause that's, that's a part of the process towards alignment. But as you said that I was thinking in my head about other things that we all do, like to me, I think a lot about seeking validation outside of ourselves mm -hmm. is a real human. I mean, that's a considered a core human need, but um, when it becomes imbalanced, that's something that takes us really out of alignment with our values. And so we can think mm -hmm. in a present day business sense is like when we're chasing trends, chasing likes, getting too focused on competing with other people in our space and all these things that distract us from the work that we should be doing, or if you're aware of what your core business values are. So I want to segue with that into actually your work as a creative brand consultant and all mm -hmm. the brands you've helped and how being in alignment uh, is important for businesses or is it in your opinion? So one of the things that is that I'm in, one of the things that I'm, really aware of now is that I'm now in a place where I can, and I get to choose business relationships that fulfill me. Oh, that's right? so, so great. Now Congratulations. I get, I, well, hard listen, fought. Yes. Hard fought. But it's also, you get to that place in life, you know, where I've been doing this long enough where I'm like, oh, okay. Now things are about community, giving back legacy. Right now, listen, let's be very clear. You need money to survive. And, 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 and I, and, and just for clarity, I do like the finer things. <laughs> so I probably need a little more money than most to survive. So I'm, I'm not, that's not lost on me. So I don't want to I don't want to, that I'm so like, oh, that I don't think that that's important. I, I do believe money is, and it is very important because it's a tool and it gives you choices. So, but I'm in a place in my career where I, I, I value that. I value that as much as I do the monetary compensation, right? Because now you, I also get paid for my value in addition to my skill set and my wisdom and my relationship. So it's all those things. So to answer to to answer your question, what I find is is so again so beautiful about being in alignment because when I'm in alignment with my true values, with my destiny, with my skill set, with my God given talents, then I, I I show up as my best self, and you get that. But if I'm if I'm out of alignment, you don't get the best of me, right? When I'm the fullness of me, you benefit. I serve you best when I'm at my best. So also when we're aligned, when our values align, if our values don't align, I don't really serve you that well. You could you it serves you better to find someone else who's more aligned with you because it's like a puzzle, right? So instead of putting that square peg in a round hole. And it doesn't mean you can't jam it in there and, you know, and you, and you get the cork back in the bottle ish. Right. But if it actually is the, the top for that pot, then it just works. Right. And so it's just, it doesn't mean that it uh, with some business relationships, cause you can't always have that. Right. Some exchanges are truly monetary. I get that too. Right. But then I'm also aligned with that truth of that. And just the awareness of that, then I, we know, we both know what, what we're there for. Mm. I'm presuming that also when you are sitting in alignment, you're attracting business to you. 
it, that's in alignment. There's you a know, thousand percent the magnet that's pulling us together. I feel a that way in my percent. own business. I, I feel blessed every day. I work with the most amazing people and I don't think that's an accident. It's not. Well, that's also, like you said, just speaking about that, you attract that. That's who you are. Right. And, and, and we do that. We vibe, you know, all, all things are energy. Everything is spirit. Mm -hmm. So you, you vibrate, you know, you vibrate at, you, you attract at the level you vibrate at. And that's no judgment. And it's also real talk, a tough pill to swallow. Because when I've had to do a lot of self introspection in order to get to self-correction, I had to say, oh, I attracted that. Oh, that's what I really believed. Oh, you know what? The reason why that lack existed or that kind of relationship existed. Oh, because that's what I believed I could have. And that's a tough pill to swallow. That's even tough to say to someone else, like, uh, you're kind of where you are because it's a manifestation of what we believe. That's hard. Can you be a little more specific? Well, I think it's hard when you look at, um, uh, I'm in a relationship that doesn't bring me joy or I constantly uh, uh, am in relationships where I feel not important, where I feel not chosen, where I feel undervalued. This doesn't even mean it abuses the extreme. I'm just talking about, you know, being in relationships. And this is friendship, intimacy, it could be any relation. It can be your relationship with your money, right? But when I'm when you're in any relationship that isn't um, meeting the need, I think you talked earlier about everyone's uh, most base desire to feel wanted and loved. A lot of times we've attracted that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a psychologist, so I don't want to even get into like, oh, but if I felt that from my mom, did I attract that? And how if I was only a baby? Because that I can see how that feels very, uh, that doesn't feel like an answer, so to speak. But I am clear and very, very clear in my own journey that when I'm able to look back at certain things in my life and experiences and relationships, I can also track where I felt and what I, what my beliefs were at that time. You know, one of the things I love about this conversation, in addition to the spiritual component, which means so much to me is actually, you know, science is now caught up to this and in the mm -hmm. study of peak performance. So it's not a one or the other. And what I'm getting at is because uh, I'm really interested in this and, and studying um, NLP and anything around peak performance. So there's a reason why when you study athletes, Mm. Elite athletes who win, they win because for one, they believe they can win, mm -hmm. right? And so, so much goes into the psychology of training an athlete that's mm -hmm. way beyond the skill set. It's not just, and so I love also studying whether it's, you know, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, so many athletes who were not the most physically gifted or were not the number ones their whole life. And they had to work harder mm -hmm. to become the greatest of all time. And so mm -hmm. part of that is, is there was the huge mental side and really working on that and being in alignment with your values and asking the right questions of yourself and um, all that kind of training. And so that goes back to what you're saying is it we don't, I guess what I'm trying to say too, is it, if we want, you could go back into a deep journey of, of healing and, and, and your whole childhood and life. But on the other hand, the bigger message is to things that these are things that we can develop in ourselves. Yes. Born right with now. It or not. Right. It is, it is right. starting this second, as you're listening to the yes. podcast begins with a choice that I, you know, yes. 
want to feel better. I want to step into my light. I want to, you know, exist for my highest good. Yes. And I feel like also the beauty of the time that we live in is like never before has it been more welcomed, like Mm. this choice. And also I feel like people are, the awareness of it is infiltrating like everyday life. It doesn't feel like just like what people used to call psychobabble. I feel like, and so now you can really grasp and really hang like your curtain on that rod. Because also, and I and I recently heard someone say this and it really resonated for me. And what she was explaining was she was answering uh, or speaking to someone about affirmations because, you know, people were like, oh, but, you know, affirmations help. And, and I think, and I agree because I do think to your previous question, this has been a long journey and I've explored many things. And I also found for a long time, I also was like, well, if you just say it, things haven't changed. But to your point, I've studied uh, what I consider like winners, uh, athletes and people who have to have, have to, who who are high, I consider my terminology are high functioning, right? Mm -hmm. And I noticed that it's not even just what they affirm daily. It's what you believe in between the affirmations. Because if you say, you can say an affirmation all uh, for 10 minutes a day, that's 20 minutes in the morning. But what, what's the story you're telling yourself for the other 23 hours of the day. I had that on a post-it note because I'm also a storyteller, right? As a marketer and even coming from merchandising and fashion, I've been telling stories since I was modeling, whether it's through clothes, uh, laying out clothes, creative directing, writing. I love telling stories. What are the stories I'm telling myself, right? I was like, that's, I was like, ah, because the affirmations are great. But then when I stop the affirmations, do I go back to, oh my God, like is this not going to happen for me or you know what's the story I'm telling myself that story that was repeated that was embedded through whatever your you know life experiences are so I feel like that's also a really important part of it how did this change your career when you started out and I do want to talk for a second just about the fact that you are still to this day one of the greatest most in-demand hand models on the planet so (laughs) I want to have a moment to talk about and let everybody know where your hands are which is just Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. but I meant when you started out in modeling or wherever you began like could you even imagine you'd be where you are right now you know and I I never knew what I, I wanted to do full transparency but I knew what I didn't want to do which was? And so, well, I didn't want to be a buyer. I knew I wanted to be in fashion. I knew I loved being, I knew TV, I knew fashion. I knew, so, which is now what we call media. But when I was growing up, it was like, it felt so far away. But I knew since I was five years old that I wanted to be, I was going to be on TV. I knew that my mom reminded me of this. She said, I used to take like foil and plastic and put it in this box that she had and put it under my bed. And I would tell her, that's for my business. That's for my fashion business. So she was like, I don't, I don't even know what that was. She said, I was like four or five when I started doing that. I had that, I wasn't even in school yet. That see, that's the divine part, right? That's that was that was downloaded to me. And when I I knew that I wanted, I knew that I wanted to go to college and I knew I wanted a division one um experience. So I knew I wasn't going to go to FIT, right? So I wound up going to University of Maryland. And in coming out of that program, which was a school that was known for engineering and architecture and and economics at a huge school of economics and a business school. And I knew then that, well, everyone that came out of my program went to either Neiman Marcus or Bloomingdale's into the buying program. And I I remember knowing that I didn't want to do that. And my colleagues went on to be huge buyers at Barney's, Bergdorf's, 
um, the VP of global sales at Isabel Morant. They went into buying programs. I remember saying, I don't want to do that. And the guidance, everyone in the gui the guidance counselors, they, they were just like, okay, so what are you going to do with a degree in fashion? I was like, I don't know, but I know what I don't want to do. So I remember coming out of college, like, I don't know, um, much to the, much to the chagrin of my family who had basically sacrificed <laughs> to, to pay for it. And then I started modeling and I never felt like I wouldn't use uh, my education. I just didn't need it in that realm, right? I wanted to really focus on my creative side. And then I went to acting school and then um, I was doing, you know, off-Broadway plays and which I, and, and the classics, which I love, Moliere and Shakespeare, I'm trained. Um, I went to William Esper, two-year program. So, so then I started doing daytime TV and then I started doing fit modeling and started having, you know, national commercials and really had a momentum uh, and then went to LA and then back to New York and fit modeling and wasn't, again, wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do, but knew that, huh, this is, this is, this is going to eventually shift because I was starting to age out, so to speak. And I knew that I also loved business and that part of me wasn't getting fed. And also by then, I was a little tired of waiting to get picked. I was at the point where I was like, okay, I am really tired of the feeling after getting so close to a job and getting so close to this and not getting picked. And it, you know, having a, uh, a, a real a real impact on my lifestyle, my bottom line. My I was like, uh, this can't be, there's gotta be another way that, which is again, the, it, my mind is always thinking of the next iteration. And then, you know, I started my own business and I was doing some marketing with some relationships that I had in the industry. Then I opened a showroom Well, I had been a fit model. I was Nanette Lepore's very first fit model. I worked with Ellen Tracy, Oscar De La Renta Intimates. I had lived in the showroom, so I understood the business. So then I wound up opening my own and did that for a little while. Hated it. <laughs> but you were creating opportunity. It. I really just want to point this out. You were creating opportunity. And it, and it, and it all had purpose. Right. And when I say I hated it, I mean, I didn't love the business side of fashion at that time. I thought that the culture in the fashion industry was what it was, but I still loved fashion. And then when I started seeing that this is getting ready to go the way of dinosaurs, I was like, wait a minute, this wholesale and people coming to showrooms that, you know, uh, Facebook had started into Instagram. I was like, this is not going to, there's not going to be a lot of longevity here. You have to get like more digital. And Eventually, I was able to create a, a career for myself, a life, a working life that used all of my skills. So my love of TV, my love of storytelling, my love of writing, um, my love of business, and my love of fashion. And so thus today, I'm able to still be a, you know, a hand model, still, you know, act. I actually just last week, I was up for a series regular for a new show on CBS, my a consulting course called Now Trending, where I get to, you know, implore and in, 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 in share my uh, proven strategies and systems for brand and brand storytelling with creative entrepreneurs. So I love that we meet me weekly every Monday, and it's course plus content plus community. It's a twelve week course. I get to do that. I get to do things like write, you know, books, and I get to. Uh, work with some of the most amazing creatives in the 
culture and in the fashion industry to create content, to co-creative direct on, you know, amazing projects. And, you know, I, I get to mentor with PVH Corp, which is the parent company of Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein and the Misa Hilton Fashion Academy. And we're wrapping up uh, a nine month mentorship program in four cities. So then I get to go to different cities and, and work with this young fashion creative energy. And so I get to be fulfilled in all the ways that fulfill me. And so that's what alignment has done. Alignment has gotten me here. Okay. This is what I heard. These two sides of it that are so incredible that you put together, you have your values in alignment. And as your values came into alignment, then you put your skills and interests into alignment and created mm. a thriving, creative, impactful business out of it that brings you joy and makes the world a better place. That's a wonderful equation. This is incredible. So I want to find out how can people like me and everybody listening sign up for the now trending course? Uh, you can go to my website, uh, tamikowhite.com and you just click on the now trending tab and it'll take you to all the information about the course. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll make sure to put that in the episode notes. And I also want to give a shout out and exciting news that your book, Careers in the Fashion Industry, is actually now required reading. Yes. Um, where is this? It is now in uh, in the Newark Public Schools here in Newark, New Jersey. Well, in Newark, New Jersey. And uh, Newark is actually one of the first school systems to have a, a, a high school dedicated to the fashion industry. So it's called the Newark School of Fashion and Design. And this is now required reading. Uh, her, her quote was, no one starts that school in, in ninth grade without getting this book. And that is so incredibly exciting. Um, I'm just honored. I'm just honored. I just think that you're such a gift. Okay, just for the fun facts side, can will you tell us where some of you where some of your more famous hand modeling jobs? I just <laughs> think it's incredible how often we see your hands and we don't realize yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So um hand modeling is something I started doing when I was modeling and it just really took off. And like you said, I, I think I've been doing this over 25 years. I've been hand modeling. Um so uh there's a Viola Davis L'Oreal commercial out for uh, night serum. Those are my hands. I have a St. Germain ad running. I have Campbell's soup. Um, I have Verizon. Uh, I have bare aspirin. Um, there's a new vitamin relaunch called gem, which is a daily vitamin, which is actually delicious. Those are my hands. Uh, St. Germain, which is a liqueur, which was a beautiful campaign. That actually was a global campaign. And I had a friend that saw it in Paris on a billboard, but all of these, if you probably, if you go to their social media, um, you can probably see it. I'm trying to think what else I have. Um, I love that it's like an annuity for you. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, like I said, I forget my aunt calls me and she takes a picture of a magazine or a billboard. She's like, are those your hands? I have a friend that lives in Atlanta, same thing. She's driving, she sends me a picture. She's like, I know those hands anywhere. Are those your hands? I'm like, oh yeah, those are my hands. And then sometimes I'm looking, I'm like, wait, are those my hands? I'll, <laughs> I'll be looking at something. I'm like, wait, those are my hands. <laughs> wait, but you know what? We've known each other for a number of years. I've never known you to wear gloves. So uh, do you just have incredible like Teflon hands or what do you do? I don't know if I have Teflon hands. My best friend the other day, she was saying we were FaceTiming and I was 
actually showing her something. She's like, you know what it is? Your hands don't age. I think I figured it out. And I don't think that. I um, So I do think it's genetics. My mom has amazing hands. But also, uh, I do wear gloves. Not all the time. I kn- I do know of hand models that don't leave their house without gloves. I should wear gloves more. I should wear gloves every time I like do anything water related or, or cleaning. I don't as much. I do have cotton gloves. So the night, typically when I'm on hold for a job, which is the lo- the beautiful thing also of having been in the industry this long. Listen, you know, it does get greater later because I don't have to, I don't cast anymore or I don't, I, you know, so they book me what's called silent. I've been doing this so long. So typically when my agent emails me, it's literally just to clear the, like, am I available on that date? So Usually once I know I'm holding, I'll start prepping, meaning, you know, I really, I hyper moisturize, I wear my gloves, I sleep in the gloves. And usually when I get to the job, I'll wash my hands again and then hydrate and put on gloves. So while I'm sitting on set as I'm waiting, um, but I have, I'm also nail obsessed. So if I wasn't in this industry, I would probably have a nail salon because I can do nails and I've never been to school just innately and haven't gotten my nails done for so long and loving my nails. I can do nails. I have copious amounts of nail polishes and I have it all. I have like spark, you name it. I have a nail salon in my house, like, a, like seriously. So it's also my obsession. So there's that. For anyone listening who's thinking, um, hey, could I be a, a, a hand model? What does it take? Like, is there, you know how like in basic modeling, you know, there's the notion of the, you know, facial symmetry, which, you mm-hmm. know, knocks me out, right? Because like I have like one droopy <laughs> eye and what, you know, but um, so there, there, you know, there are equations to actually look at, to figure out. So is, the, is there an equation like the length of your middle finger in relationship to the so width you of your know what? or anything? So interestingly enough it's usually the length what makes it's usually the length of your nail beds and so I have long nail beds so does my mom I actually have really long nail beds and my I naturally wear my nails long long and my nails are naturally hard that's another thing my nails are very hard so that's why I don't get um gel people stop me they're like oh my gosh I sometimes if I go into a nail place and if I need a quick they're like oh you have gel I'm like I don't have gel these are my own nails. And, but so it's, my nail beds are really long. So that's the other thing. But sometimes like even the skin under them are really long. So I can only cut them, but so short. So anyway, it's the, it's the length of your nail beds. It's also the, and now there's so much retouching, but they really just like it as natural to, um, to real, as close to real as possible, I should say. Also, a lot of times people have discoloration so in addition to like no scars, sometimes you have discoloration, especially um, if you have more pigment, you know, darker skinned. Um, sometimes your knuckles can be darker and mine aren't that way. So I think that was another thing really early on. I got, um, I started, I used to do, so I used to do all parts. I used to do hands, feet, legs, thighs. Yeah. I'm not doing legs and thighs. These I'm not, I'm doing calves. <laughs> I'm not doing thighs these days. So Tamiko, tell me okay. about the merchandise that you're launching. Cause you've got your sweatshirt, okay. you have a tumbler, you have a t-shirt. What's going on with this amazing mm-hmm. Tamiko white merchandise destination? I'm super excited about this. Thank you. I am too. So this is the T white illustration hoodie. And this is actually, and so it's actually my logo. 
um, my logo is an illustration of my face and my hair in a top knot because that is my go-to. When I'm working and on set, this hair goes up in a top knot. That My friends are like, we know she's really busy when that hair goes up in a top knot. So uh, the illustration of um, of my hair in a top knot and actually we're also doing it on Tumblr, Tumblr's. So this is a mock-up, but here you can't see it, but it says alignment is a real place. And the merch evolved really out of now trending because um, we talk a lot about alignment in real trending. I also talk about uh, one of my modules is called competition is confirmation. And that's what the t-shirts say. And it's a reminder that competition in the marketplace, well, first thing we do in this module is that it's a mindset shift. So we don't say competition. We don't say, we, we think about colleagues in the marketplace, not competitors. I also have brands go through and it's a it's an actual workbook that I written and create I wrote and created but you go through what used to be in the world called a competitive analysis. We call it a colleague analysis because what you do is you find out what your colleagues are doing and then you find out what you're doing differently and you scream that from the from the rooftops. And that shows how competition is confirmation that what you have to bring to the world, your product, your service, your merchandise is in demand. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm not gonna do it because someone else is doing that. I want them to change their mindset. And so um, we have t-shirts that go along with that. So it's a reminder. The reason why we did tumblers is because I wanted you, when you're in your car, when you're driving, when you're drinking your coffee, I want you to remember rem alignment is a real place, right? And 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 that really started because when I would walk my dog or brush my teeth, these are times where I would tell myself the stories I wanted to hear. And I felt like when I did those things and aligned them with habits, the thought became a habit. So I wanted to create something that reminded you that alignment is a real place with a habit that you do. So whether it's drinking your tea, that's a habit you do every day so that it could align and then become a habit in your life, that new thinking. Oh, that was gold. That was just diamonds in my tiara for days. That I'm so glad I asked. That is Diamonds in your tiara. <laughs> a, a million thank yous. This was fantastic. I can't wait for you to come back. I can't wait to come back. And I will, in, and listen, as long as I'm welcome back, I will be here. Mm, you are welcome. The door is always open. Thank you so much, Barbara. This is awesome. Thank you, Tamiko. And thank you for listening to Camera Ready and Able. If you're looking for help in getting into alignment or interested in media coaching for you and your team, please shoot me a note and be sure to visit my ableintermedia.com website and download my free ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera. And as always, please be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already.